this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. There's not actually any more. It's it's part of the joke. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Horse Noise. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I've I fulfilled the uh, soundboard quota for the week, Chris. Thank we, you. As, and obviously we have no horse lanta with us today. It's true. But you know, he is on, he's gonna be on a limited schedule for a little bit. He's got a lot of wagon pulling to do. Various horse things. Yeah, the ho- horsing around like he does. But um, I hear Chris, we're going to uh, we're going to do another round of horror movie trivia. Yeah, nobody told us not to. <laughs> so yeah, I but I'm the sole victim, so I guess I people can a- you can ask me questions, and if I don't know them, people can yell at their speakers or their earbuds or whatever because they know the answers and I don't. True. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. What 2016 movie finds a group of thieves trapped inside a house they are trying to rob and discover the owner is not just a blind, helpless victim? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I I know which movie this is. I don't remember the name of it. It is not, not the one with Tiger in the name. That's the one with the girl with the autistic brother um i mean it's not something stupid like see no evil because that's the one the second one's the one with kane in it um uh fuck um oh it's something like uh something about holding your breath hold your breath you're on the right track what's it called don't breathe you got it okay okay half credit Welcome to my brain, folks. <laughs> Where I'm like, it's not the tiger one, it's not the one with Kane in it. <laughs> so half point. Half point. There we, I'll take a half point for that. That's fine. When a Japanese high school student attempts to escape the battle royale, what method of control does Tasheki Kitano demonstrate? Boy, I said that bad. Uh, is that the exploding collar? Yes. Okay. Because we have done that for the podcast. If I didn't know that, that would be sad. Good film. Good film. Also, also likely because no, none of us remember anything that we've seen for the movies on this podcast. I don't even remember what we're going to talk about. <laughs> what 2005 film starring Jennifer Connelly was based on a book by the author of The Ring Trilogy? Oh, that's Dark Water. Correct. Because I love me some Jennifer Connelly. Um... Oh, but going back to uh, what did I what did I say about not remembering things? Oh, my very first movie on this podcast was The Orphan, and if you want to see a true life thing that was probably inspired by The Orphan, watch the curious case of Natalie Grace on uh, or Natalia Grace. Uh, it's on Max or your local uh, legitimate internet retailer. Acquire it by any means. 
It is a trashy uh, true crime uh, uh, documentary series, docu series. It's it is it's a trip. Uh, you can thank Anna, uh, our friend Anna, for the podcast, our friend of the podcast, Anna, for that one, just suggesting it to me. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, so you can ask me that question now, Chris. What 1960s gothic television soap opera depicted the lives of the wealthy Collins family and was remade into a film starring Johnny Depp? It was also... There was also another series made of it in the 90s, and it is called Dark Shadows. Correct. Yeah, thank you. You're on it. They rebooted it. They rebooted it in the 90s as a show. It didn't do very well, but... Understandably. Mm Mm-hmm. What European director of the classic 1977 film Suspiria is also known as the Italian Hitchcock? Wow. Uh, hold on. Chris, this ball is so soft, I think it's splattered against my bat. And they're that not all winners, Dar- okay? <laughs> that would be Dario Argento. I didn't write these. <laughs> all right. So I guess uh, if you get this one... We'll call it quits. I win. Yeah, if, if I get this one right, I win. If I get this wrong, I win. Damien Thorne is the name of the possessed child in what 1976 movie? What was the first name? Damien. Damien. Oh, that's the omen. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Those were oh. those were all pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Don't Breathe was kind of a little more difficult. But I remember hearing about that one on our Sister Scissor or Scissor Sister podcast or Show Hot Dog. Also, how I know about that Tiger one. That's true. They watch three yeah. movies because they don't have any respect for their time. Yep, because and they're friends with that, that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's a Tiger King joke, get it? She definitely killed her husband. <laughs> I just love. I was telling my wife. I, for some reason, we were we were listening to the radio and that fucking remake of uh, Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Fall Out Boy came on, and they mentioned Tiger King. And my wife didn't catch the lyric, but she did catch me just saying that bitch Carol Baskin because <laughs> it was the only way he would ever refer to her was. That bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> he did not like her. Not, not at the least. Not even a little bit. Uh, but we should probably get on to this movie, which was called Dubro Party Massacre 3. Uh, suggested to us by... This one was Kylie? I believe so. Yeah, it was Dummy Act for the last one, Death Kappa, and I believe Kylie for this one. That so, sounds... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you in advance, Kylie, because you usually suggest us interesting, if not always good movies. I mean, you do this long enough, you take interesting more than good. Yeah. I mean, as long as I have some kind of reaction to a movie, I'm I'm happy with it. It's when I'm just like want I fall asleep watching the movie that it's not good. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't have a book for this. Weird. It's weird how this doesn't have a book. Yeah, and it was kickstarted though. Like in 2015 or something. True. Yeah. 
Um, it also, despite being Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, it is the first installment. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what was that, the mask one? Oh, yeah, Unmasked Part 25. Or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, how does this uh, this movie film start? Uh, it starts with a recap. No, it starts with a thank you to some random dude in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who recorded this movie off of public access TV because Ronald Reagan had had all the copies of it destroyed. Oh, yeah, because the conceit is that, okay, this is all in 4-3, and the conceit is that they recorded it. So occasionally you're treated to, like, uh, period commercials. Yeah, and also it starts off with some kid riding a bike and his dad praising him before it cuts to the actual movie. So to imply that he just taped over it's like one of his like family's like <laughs> camcorder moments. Yeah. Which is pretty good. And then we start off with uh a, a counseling session, I believe. Yeah. Which is basically a recap of the first two movies. Which don't actually exist. Yeah. Which is great. That made me so happy. Also, the therapist is obviously the lady who played Alice on The Magicians. If you are familiar with her, you will understand why I could clock that immediately. And she's talking to a dude bro. Yeah. Brock? Sure. I'm pretty sure it was Brock. Uh, But not the Lesnar. Yeah. But not Brock Lesnar, because he doesn't need therapy. No. His therapy is whooping beating on fools. Yeah, beating the crap out of people. That's his therapy. <laughs> and he basically recounts uh, how they fought uh, Motherface, I believe it is. So I believe the first movie was about some sorority house mother killing a bunch of dude bros. Yeah. Probably for for doing something terrible. Maybe Panty raid. Girls. Panty raid. Yes. Uh, so and then so she dies, but then her daughter removes the face from her corpse and wears it and kills a bunch of other dude bros for doing something. And that's um, and that's how this guy is, is in therapy now because I think he's helped kill both the the mother and the daughter. Yeah, you can only and, kill so many people before you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So he's going um, through all that nonsense with him. And then she grabs a knife and slits his throat. Well, doesn't slit his throat so much as cuts all his insides out and hangs him from a oh, flagpole. Oh, is that what happens to him? I didn't remember that. I guess I thought she slit his throat. I don't remember. It's fine. I watched it last night. I was tired. He dies. He does. He deserves it. Yep. Because he's a dude, bro. And then they... Oh, and by the way, like when they show like the dude bros partying and the flashbacks, it's like all guys 
some with their shirts off and they're like it's very homoerotic in a hopefully humorous way yes at least in a satirical way at very least it's satire yeah it may not be funny but it's still satire And then we cut to present day. Yep. And and there's a guy skateboarding. Yeah, who is Brock's identical twin brother. Who I believe in the movie is named Brent, but we could call him whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. I have no good name for him yet. Maybe one will be inspired to me later. And he... Uh, <laughs> He's skateboarding and about runs into uh he runs into a wheelchair guy. Yeah, and they show that by cutting to a camera pointing up in the air and they throw a wheelchair and a skateboard into the air at each other and they collide. It's you know, it's a pretty good bit where they're like it uh, is. Hey, you can stop any time. Yep. And he's just skating because he's too cool for school. And they just collide. And I just like, for somehow, like, yeah, okay, so he got launched off the skateboard, fine, skateboard goes flying up in the air. But there's no way the guy in the wheelchair got thrown out of the wheelchair. The wheelchair gets thrown straight up in the air to collide with the skateboard. And that bit made me laugh because it was just so dumb. But it was, like, dumb in a good way. It was good. Good, stupid, not bad, stupid. Yeah, all you have to do is stop. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy is uh like the Nerdlinger 5000. Yeah. The guy in the wheelchair. And they're both going to go to the sorority or fraternity that um uh, his brother was in. It's the Delta Phi Theta and if you if anyone is familiar with the Greek alphabet, Phi is not a character in the Greek <laughs> alphabet. Also, the fucking cat butthole symbol that they used for it is also not a Greek a letter in the a character in the Greek alphabet. So it's like a triangle cat butthole theta. Yeah. <laughs> or Walmart symbol if you uh, if you want to make a commercial, I guess, because the Walmart symbol is just a cat butthole, a yellow cat butthole in a blue background. And they meet up with, uh, I don't know, like the head Pratt guy. I was never. Well, at some point, too school, too cool for school. Uh, Brent uh, skateboard jumps over two guys who are sunbathing in the quad. Uh, one of them is John Francis Daly, who is the uh, the the geek from Freaks and Geeks, who is his sister is Linda Cardellini, the the army jacketed uh, girl. Uh, and the other guy is apparently just some guy who loves to rub suntan lotion in a certain, the same circle over and over on his chest. One very specific spot. Yeah. Just like, it's like a four inch circle, just round and round and round he goes. He has no when he, pigment there. He needs all the yeah, protection he can get. And when he stops, nobody knows. <laughs> but his name was Sebastian, apparently. And they head to the frat house because what Brett or yeah, whatever Rudiger. 
Skateboard Lanto wants to find out uh, how his brother died, his twin brother died, and Nerdlinger, Nerdlinger 5000 just wants to, like, be in a, the frat. He's like a, what you call it, like a legacy or whatever. Is he? Yeah, he says it at the very end when he's yelling at the eagle. That's not important. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. But yeah, so he he looks like that one dude from Trailer Park Boys with the Coke bottle glasses in a wheelchair. Bubbles? I don't know. I've never seen Trailer Park Boys. How do you know that? Because I've seen pictures of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> he does look kind of like Bubbles. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I have weird cultural osmosis sometimes. Like I've never seen Always Sunny, but I can I can always point you towards the Charlie Day. Uh, red string Pepe lives or whatever fucking corkboard shit. Pepe Silva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they head to the frat. Um, I hope you like the joke that things aren't wheelchair accessible. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're also, not. The g- they meet the nicest guy ever, though. Like he introduces himself, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the nice one." <laughs> yeah. He is. He's a sweet guy. He is a nice guy. They meet up with various frat guys. Yes, there is uh, Sizzler, the uh, the pledge who is vegetarian, so he's never going to get in. I thought it was funny that there was a vegetarian named Sizzler. I thought that was great Imahara for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah, no, I realized it that after I, I saw him again, the first time they just flashed him, I was like, was that Grit Imahara? That's <laughs> like that fucking weird. Pilot, that guy is licensed to pilot R2-D2. He's not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but Larry King was in this movie. Not yet. Oh, no, he was. He was in the flashbacks. Larry King was in the flashbacks. If Larry King was in this movie, I was like, well, all bets are off. Yeah, Larry King gets impaled by a javelin in the flashbacks to the previous movies that don't actually exist. That's uh, wild. It was like, what? <laughs> Why did they get Larry King in this movie? Like, whose Why nephew is, is in this movie that they knew how to get Larry King on the phone? I have no fucking clue how they managed that, but they did. And more power to him, I guess. There's a uh... The the pink guy, the pink shirt guy, who's a just a like forty year old alcoholic. Oh, the guy who should have been played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah, that one. He was like wish with like the the Timu uh, the Timu Alan Tudyk. who was just like drunk all the time. That was his whole shtick. Was he was drunk? His biggest fear was running out of beer. Yeah. Should have taken up home brewing. You can get make five, ten gallons of beer at a time. There was uh, the long hair who freaks out because the, there's a running bit where they nobody realizes that's his twin brother. Oh, yeah. So, the only difference is that one guy has a mole on his yeah. face. Uh, Brent uh, has, you know, the, the, the live twin, not the dead twin, has a mole on his face. Oh, the, yeah, the the blonde guy, like that looks like uh, Timu Edge. 
A lot of Timu. <laughs> a lot of Timu energy yeah. in this one. Well, because Wish has been replaced by Timu in my head. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, he has a flashback to Nam or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what well, I hope you like uh, implications of them all being uh, into each other sexually. Yeah. Yeah, we should address it. Like I said, it's a satire about how like homoerotic fraternities are. And like there's Turbo shows up who who apparently claims uh Brent's room and gives Sizzler a bunch of paddles from like a Delta Bi Theta inscribed paddle and is like, Can you take that? Can you take that? Do you like that? Do you like that? How about that? Do you like that? You like that? Like it was like we get it. it it's it's a little overdone. I feel like even like in the first 20 minutes, this, that joke is way overdone. Yeah. And but, sometimes it lands. Most of the time it's just like, okay, all right, I get yeah. it. Like the, the fucking flashbacks when it's the dudes at the lake and it's all a bunch of topless guys, like kind of like rubbing up on each other while they're like, you know, jumping up and down in the lake. And you're like, are there any, Oh nope, There's like, Zero, zero women there. Okay, that's just all man titties. Okay, not what I would expect at the beginning because you don't know what to expect for this movie. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. that's kind of funny, but then they just keep flossing that horse until it dies, and then after it's dead, they just keep flossing it. Yeah, they're going for the like uh, drive it into the ground until it's funny again technique. Yeah. Which maybe they get there by the end, and maybe they don't. We'll get into that at the end. But we are already into the it's not funny anymore part. Yeah, right now it's it's definitely in the not funny anymore. Yes. And the they have to, they being Rudiger and the wheelchair guy. Uh, Nerdlinger 5000. Their pledge hazing prank i guess yes so every year the delta by thetas have some kind of prank and this year they're having the pledges do it and that's to get onto the campus radio and say that the dean eats farts eats farts hilarious hilarious because you wouldn't typically eat a fart is the thing (laughs) that's how you get pink eye on your tongue that was actually a bit in the film earlier. There was yeah, a pink, pink eye joke. Yeah, about getting farted. The someone's face being farted on and getting pink eye, yeah. Uh, the Dean, not happy about the fart-eating accusations. Well, also, they, instead of going to the, uh, instead of going to the, um, the college radio, they end up take, go, taking a right instead of a left and hack into the air traffic control system and... <laughs> cause a plane to crash into an orphanage because they were announcing that the Dean likes to eat farts. Kind of funny. Yeah. That bit was actually kind of funny. Cause it's just <laughs> do, you know, like it's just over the top. The eating farts is like a fifth grade joke. So the called... Dean calls, the Dean calls them into her office to put them on double secret probation. Yeah. And it's Nina Hartley as the Dean, which I thought was kind of funny. And she goes over some of the other pranks that got them in this position. 
they caused a dictator to be overthrown because they put up a hot air balloon in some like banana republic country. Yeah. And and they also flooded a town called Parch Town uh by I don't know like blowing up a dam or something. Not even and that is now Lake Town or Lakeside Town now is up, is sprung up around the lake that it what that is on top of Parch Town. They killed us hundreds. Hundreds of people. And then they killed a bunch of people by crash two hundred people by crashing a plane into an orphanage with their the the Dean eats farts prank. Yeah. But since they did overthrow that the Banana Republic, the Dean's willing to let it go. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we should celebrate by going to uh the, the party house on the lake. And the Dean's like, Well, if you know any uh guys are who went to uh Middle-aged recent D4 says, let me know. And they're not because no. um they're, they're they're to each other. Yeah, they're they're a bunch of gays. Yeah. Also, but they're we are introduced though in inside the frat house earlier to what Cindy, who is the uh the girlfriend of T O Double D Todd. Yeah. Uh and uh she is also a legacy, but they won't let her into the frat because she's a woman. But she really wants to be in the frat, so she's dating T-O-double-D. To try to get in the frat. To get in the frat, yeah. Because her dad was in the frat, and she wants to make daddy happy. Which is probably uh, something about the Greek culture on college campuses, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, the inherent sexism of uh, fraternities and sororities. I went to night school. Yeah, I well, I went to... uh, Iowa State University for a year and a half, and then I went, and then I took some time off, and then I went to a college, or a uh, community college here in Northern Virginia, shockingly called Northern Virginia Community College. Uh, Got an associate's there, and then went to George Mason University for two years and completed my degree. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, and so they decided to go off to the party house on the lake on which is the and they but they have they have to uh drive there and we find out that TO double in in the party the party RV, the frat RV, the bro the bro the the bro recreational vehicle. Uh we find out that Todd does not like babies. No. Um other than that, do we find anything else out? Uh, there's I this mean, entire side plot like, with Patton Oswald and Satanism and oranges. Oh yes. So Patton Oswald is the uh, the police chief, who is also somehow associated with Satan and a Motherface. Yeah, but not really, but kinda. But well, because Motherface is probably working for Satan as well. So Patton Oswald wants to give her a hand up by. Um, Sacrificing a virgin to empower Motherface so that she can take over the world. Sure. Um, and there is the one cop who is doing lots of cocaine and talking about being immortal and having his face fucked or fucking faces. I don't remember which. Either one doesn't matter. Um, but apparently he's also a virgin, and so Pat Oswalt calls in the uh, 
the the woman of color in the department. Yeah. And says, "Hey, wait, I need to uh I need I need to uh, to send uh virgin over to the woods so he can be sacrificed. Uh watch how I do this. Just make sure he gets sacrificed in the end." And he calls in the guy and tells him that all the dude bros at the the, the Delta by Theta Frat are actually bags of oranges. And if you, because then that's why there's a vitamin C shortage in the county. And if you boop them on the nose, they will revert back into bags of oranges and that will solve the vitamin C crisis in the county. It's a serious business. And then the guy just is like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Totally tracks. Yeah. So they head off in his weird van. His van, which we'll get to in a little bit, as to his description of this van. To go um, stop this crisis. To stop this crisis. But at first, the, the dude bros have to get across the lake that they created earlier by drowning Parchtown by using paddle boats. And they go to Paddy's paddle boats, where Paddy is crying over his dead family that drowned in the uh, the flooding of Parchtown. Not only does he rent them boats, but he has them take pictures with the tombstones of his dead family and then take silly pictures with the tombstones of his dead family, but he does not try to kill them or harm them in any way. It's just really weird. Yeah, no, he was totally... He he got the bit, right? I mean, he enjoys a good bit. Yeah. I, you know, the bit where you drowned everybody because yeah. you're drunken college kids. Ha <laughs> hilarious. And you're... And I'm sad that my family is dead, but also I my paddle boat business is way more prosperous now that there's actually water here. But also my family's dead, but also you guys should rent some paddle boats to get across the lake. But I'm going to do it for free because you got me all this business, but you have to take pictures with my dead family's gravestones. And also if you could pretend to hump my dead son's gravestone, that would be great. It's a... Uh... Not his strongest moment. It's a... It was weirdly funny. Like, I hate to say it, I found it vaguely humorous. Because it was just so uncomfortable and weird that all you could do was laugh at it. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, take a silly picture, and the guy's humping the tombstone. He's like, yep, that's my son. <laughs> You're just like, oh, God. It's just... You know what? It's funnier than the British office. I mean, because it's it's not quite so like cringe humor, but man, it's oh, I I I felt bad laughing at it, but I did laugh at it a little bit. Yeah, when he was like, "That's my son's grave," I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of funny." Yeah. <laughs> the rest of this, I'm not sure about, but that part, pretty that's funny. Yeah. Also, the I'm happy but sad that I have business now. <laughs> the dichotomy of capitalism. Mm-hmm. So now they're at and, the cabin. Yep, and Andrew WK <laughs> greets them. So fucking weird. I'm sorry, Mr. Cat Dennings greets them. What's the, what? Ripstick? Those two are married. Yeah, Ripstick, yeah. But no, Kat Dennings and Andrew WK are married. I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, I believe he is either a year older or a year younger than I am. Well, that makes me jealous, but I'm not going to say for what reason. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. well, two reasons really. Uh, that'll be an exercise for the listener. Yeah, <laughs> some heavy lifting, if you will. And he's there. <laughs> How uncomfortable can I make, Chris? Let's find out. <laughs> oh no, the horse isn't here. You couldn't possibly make me nearly uh, as uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not within three feet of your face. <laughs> yeah, you lack physical proximity to make me that uncomfortable. Uh, but that was the best. That what last episode? What do you like? You're like, get out of my face! He's like, I'm like, he's like less than he's more than three feet away from your face, Chris. Yeah, but his presence looms. <laughs> yes, he does have a uh, yeah. He has a uh, large presence. So they show up at the house. It's a mess. Because I guess the last people that were there were a sorority, and they're like, "Uh, girls." Well, I think that was the one that was killed. the The one that uh, mother of Motherface belonged to, or was house mother for, yeah, who died, and then she went on a rampage. So they have themselves a montage of cleaning it's the mostly, house, mostly cleaning the house. Um. Timu Alan Timuik, uh he uh he's just drinking and burying and hiding beer. Drinking beer and hiding beer around the house and the grounds. Yeah. Like burying it outside in case he needs one outside. Put a bunch under the couch cushions. Yep. That's really all I remember about the cleaning. They made a sizzler dress up as a maid. Yeah, well he was a bride before that. Sizzler. He chose to dress as a bride. Yeah, I mean the 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 joke is Sizzler is both vegan or vegetarian and gay. Is that implicit? Implicit, implicitly gay. Yes, explicitly gay. No. Huh. <laughs> it's so hard to tell because everybody is coded gay. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> that also is the joke, Chris. <laughs> Uh, also, we have uh, Flannel and Turtleneck who show up at various parts in yeah. here. <laughs> they low-key might be my favorite two people in this movie. Yeah, they're just like two dudes who are totally into each other that just kind of exist in this movie, but don't... It, they're like... If you've seen Pitch Perfect, there is like two or three girls in the in the the, bell, the, the Bellas who are not named... But still exist in the in the movie, and one of them apparently was dating uh, Esther Rose's character, um, and because like, but yeah, there's a uh, yeah, these these two guys that just are a part of the frat and are like just super into each other. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So they they clean the house. They get it put- party ready. Yeah, they flipped the mixtape over from work hard to party hard. Because I hear you have to party hard if you are Andrew WK. Yeah, that's his whole. That's his whole thing. Yeah, I believe he's uh he's head he's fucking uh, head banged himself into a bloody nose before. That's true. That's what I hear. And then they party hard, which re- requires. Uh, Sizzler to be put into the 
glory hole box or the beef box. The beef, the beef box. Yeah, it's not a beet box, but it is a like a fucking like refrigerator box that you put over there over someone, and there's a hole cut out for their face that that has a glory hole written on it, pointed at it. And apparently, they want Sizzler to no longer be a vegetarian and to beef in the yeah. box. And I'm not sure what beef is supposed to be a fucking euphemism for. Because there's like 17 different things that they... It's like Smurf. They want him to Smurf in the box. I mean, it's dicks. I mean, do they want him to suck dick? Do they want him to jerk off in it? Do they want him to eat... Dicks. I mean, because it's something about like, if you want a 4D experience, lick the inside of the box. Like, I... I don't fucking know. Like, they want him to Smurf in the box. Yeah. Dicks. (laughs) Dicks. <laughs> they want the dicks in the box. Dicks in the box. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Step one. Cut a hole in the box. Box. Yep. <laughs> and there's also so, wait. So there's a new guy. We're wait. We forgot about the camera guy. He's there. Oh yeah, camera guy who takes very artistic videos of the guys as they work out. Yeah, they're they're very artistic and sensual, yeah. assumably. Also, uh, Nerdlinger five thousand got left back at the paddle boat place because they didn't have any handicap accessible paddle boats. Yeah, because they're fucking paddle boats. Yeah, like how would that even work? <laughs> so he was forced to do like wheelchair himself around the lake and is attacked by wolves, like his family before him. Yes, that's they died from a vicious wolf attack, and now he has been attacked by wolves as well. God damn this stupid um, movie. <laughs> that bit was kind of funny. Yeah. I'm not saying um, it's not. I feel bad laughing sometimes, though, during this, I will say. <laughs> oh, and in case we never said it, because we probably didn't, every so often, you will. this movie will stop and cut to like a bumper... And then show you like a commercial. It's like, and it's a fraction of a commercial. It's not even a whole commercial. Yeah. It'll be like a guy lying in a hammock going like, where's my trapper keeper? And they cut away and you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So just know that's happening the whole goddamn time. Uh, We cut back at some point to the uh, cops. Yes. The cops are in this van or a bus, if you will. Uh, and they're driving there, and uh, Virgin Guy keeps talking about how, like, when he learned to read, and he read a book, and it, like, really just, like, banged his mind. Like, it just, like, blew his mind. Just banged it right out. And then, uh, and he wants to do that for children. He wants to bang children. In his bus. Just, like, in his bus. His bang bus, as he calls it. If you will. he bangs children. Yeah, he bangs children in his bang bus. That's what he wants to do. Um... And the whole time, the lady's going, are you sure you couldn't come up with another name for this? Like, I don't know, like the bookmobile. Like, anything. literally anything. It literally anything other than banging kids in a bang bus. He, he, nope, he likes it. He likes the branding. Yep, and so they're driving the bang bus down the road, and they see a child being yelled at by an adult. And so they stop the bang bus. And they chase the adult off 
Well, they no, they back into him and grind oh, yeah. him up under the wheels, and then the bank yeah. bus won't go anymore. Right, but they do give the kid a book. That's the so important that thing. The, yeah, so that that uh, virgin cop can say that he banged a child that day. That's the important thing, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, Chris, I know how you feel now. You say like, and that's the thing I just said. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you got to say shit out loud on this podcast. <laughs> Please take that in context. And that's why I won't use my last name. <laughs> well, you used your last name plus a bunch of additives. Christabel yeah. Aloysius Reynolds III Esquire DDS. I never said that. <laughs> I'm not going to spend an entire episode doxing myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> And then force yourself to bleep it out. Yeah, I know I have to fix it later, so I'm not going to do that shit. (laughs) That took so fucking long. (laughs) Good. Good. I'm glad Horse Lantern got to troll you with his own dumbness. (laughs) Exponentially long. That's why I told him I would never do it again. Yep. (laughs) Well, you're exponentially longer, Chris. You spend what? 15 minutes tops prepping the, the audio files to be put onto the uh, out to the world. Yeah, I mean, that's probably close. <laughs> <laughs> so it took you, what, two hours instead? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had to listen to somebody waiting for them to give away personal information for two solid hours so you could put a fucking beep noise over it? That's a long fucking time. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember which episode that was. Do you remember, Chris? I do not. Then it couldn't have been that bad because you would have remembered if it was. I blocked it out. Yeah, it's a repressed memory now that will only come out when I'm hypnotized. Yep. (laughs) Where are Um, we? What's happening? I don't remember. uh, The power goes out. Yeah, power goes out during the middle of the party, so super nice dude is sent to fix it because this cabin has really old fuses. And they're in the shed. And they're in the shed, where there's a bunch of tools, but because, but really nice guy's dad is a handyman, so they send him in there, but he also has bad memories of He doesn't want to be a handyman. No. His dad wants to be a handyman, like like the handyman that came handyman that came before him, but he doesn't want to be a handyman. And so he he sees all the tools and he just keeps telling himself they're just tools. They're all just tools. All of them are tools. Yeah. And he gets got by Motherface. Yeah, she uh hoes his head into the fuse box. Yeah. But that makes like, the lights come on, so everybody's happy. Yeah, because blood conducts electricity, apparently. Obviously. Well, it's full of it's full of ions. Makes sense. And then they run out of beer, which, which really is terrible bums out uh, shirt guy. I think Alan Timuik. Yeah, he kind of freaks out. And my memory is hazy of the sequence of events from here. He go he goes to find a keg. I think. 
Yeah, yeah, he goes to find the keg. And then Motherface taps his head with the keg tapper and blood comes out because that's the only gag you can come up with there. I mean, what else are you going to do? You painted yourself in a corner on that one. Yeah. And to the film's credit, the kills are suitably fucking gnarly. Yeah, I mean, they are, like, you know, like, they're, what, probably Friday the 13th level of quality? Yeah, I mean, they they hit the, they hit the vibe they were going for, for, like, 80s slasher bullshit nonsense. Oh, and this is totally set in the 80s, like, Ronald Reagan is the contemporary president in this movie. Yeah, I mean, to their credit, they, they do a fine job on that stuff. And they do have the tracking line across the bottom of the uh, the the screen the entire time, like it was filmed on like video cassette. Yeah, shot on video, classic. Yeah, eighties move. Yeah, and um, Andrew WK dies on the roof for some reason. He's just on the roof. He got stuck up there. Oh, uh, the whole time, like he survives. Yeah, there's oh. a in the in the end credits. He's up there. Okay, yeah, I just thought that was a flashback. I realized that he actually just ended up on the roof and got stuck there and just survived because of it. Yeah, he just got stuck there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Ripcord gets stuck up on top. Ripstick. Ripstick. Which I'm sure. Ripstick, which I'm sure is just a euphemism for a dick. Uh, ripstick is like a weird skateboard thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. If that's does probably a coincidence. Does it, involve, does it involve penises? It could, I suppose. I mean. When you really think about it, anything could. I mean, is a ripstick like a dick dinger? Uh, uh a dick dinger is when you a dick dinger is when you uh, snort coke off of a guy's dick. No, I learned I learned that from Letterkenny. No, then. Season one, episode one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Letterkenny's a good show. Yeah, I have not watched the last season yet because I feel like it will make me sad that it ended. Yeah. Uh, but um, so yeah, so Ripstick stuck up on the roof. Uh, nice guy is, has been hoed into the fuse box. Uh, Alan S- Timuik is has been tapped. Um. Uh, but. Uh... Sizzler and video guy are sent off into the woods to to do something? Yeah, Sizzler, I think, kind of freaks out and runs off, and he's behind, follows him, because yeah. he likes him. He thinks he's a good dude, but also he can't get out of the box. Yeah, I mean, because he hasn't beefed yet. Yeah, and it's it's weird. I'm not sure what they, they were going for on that part. He does feed, uh, camera guy does feed Sizzler a carrot through the glory hole hole. A carrot, just like the whole thing, like greens and all, apparently. Vegetarians love entire carrots, if I know anything about vegetarians. <laughs> it's like it's a horse. Yeah, horses do love carrots. It's on the list of things I'm allowed to feed horse Lana. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, I know horses that like hamburgers. Weird. I know at least one horse who did like hamburgers. I don't think that horse probably has died of old age at this point, but no, he'll be back. Uh, not that horse. Oh, yeah, the other horse that I know. 
Um, That's no, good you know enough horses that you have to specify. I know at least two horses, one of which may be dead at this point. <laughs> I mean, just, same could be said about all horses, I suppose. I mean, yeah, Schrodinger's horse. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah well, you have to observe the horse to collapse the wave function in order to know the state of the horse. Yeah. My observing the horse will affect the horse. <laughs> Imagine you got a horse in a box, right? <laughs> Horse, yeah. Step one, put a horse in a box. Step a one, box. put a horse in a box. Step two, observe the horse in a box. <laughs> Step three, cut a hole in the box. Step four, feed the horse a carrot through the hole in the box. Step five, observe the horse and record your findings. Yes. Uh, step six, uh, get uh, pulled in half by Motherface. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Because that's what happens to camera guy. <laughs> yep, he gets vivisected, maybe? No, he, no. he gets ripped, literally pulled torso, like, like bottom half from top half. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they dropped the tree on him. Yeah, they dropped, he spinned his legs and then, like, ripped the, then pulled the top half of him off of the bottom half of him. Yeah, which causes Sizzler to freak out. Yep, and he runs back, but some, at some point he beefs. Yeah. And uh, so he, that's why he's well. He shows up outside of the box, like why are you out of the box? And he just hands them the camera, which apparently recorded camera guy getting killed, and also him beefing. He's like, "That's where I beefed." Also, which, the one and at this point, the the girl from earlier shows up, Cindy. Yeah, with I don't a, remember, I st- yeah with beer, with beer. Which makes uh, Alan Timuic happy at the time. But then everybody no, gets no, no. mad. Because this is for there. bros only, man. It's yeah, They're they having the a bicep fucking bicentennial or whatever the fuck it was. The biceptennial? They're having arm, they're, they're arm wrestling each other like in a tournament? Yeah. And then she shows up, which gets T-O-double-D kicked out of the frat because she yep. brought a girl... To the frat party. It's for the fraternity, not the sorority. Yeah, and I mean... So they go they go into a tent. Yeah. And she tries her darndest to have sex with Todd. And he tries his darndest not to have sex. But they do. And at one point he says, hey, like all these holes you poked in the condom aren't working because I'm a... So I'm still not, it's still not like letting all the, the, the fun in or something. I don't remember. Like they make a joke about her having poked holes in the condom, how it didn't mean, didn't improve the experience. Yeah. Weird. Because she, because she figures, I guess if she can get pregnant with a frat baby, they might let her in. Like she'll make her dad happy. I, I don't even feel like I'm packing whatever the fuck they're trying to convey with all that. <laughs> but what does happen is while uh, T.O. Double D is doing Cindy the doggy style, uh, he gets impaled from behind by Motherface, which apparently makes him orgasm. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I mean, if you're going to go out, you might as well go out with a bang. I know anytime um, I'm stabbed in the back with a machete, I coom immediately. <laughs> you magna cum laude. Yeah. That's. <laughs> 
That's what I call it. I exclaim it loudly. You ejaculate it? Yeah. Yeah. From the window to the wall. <laughs> I just, I mean, ejaculate is just a, a word for just shouting something out. I feel um, like context is important with that, but. It is. I mean, you could just stand by the side of the road ejaculating all day long and not get arrested. Yeah, well, I'm not even hey. going to try that out. Hey! Stop ejaculating on my podcast. <laughs> and yeah, and so he dies, but she just falls asleep with his slowly cooling body on top of her. Immediately. Yeah. Like narcolepsy style. Yeah. I mean, well, she had apparently was enjoying things too. And, uh, and then, um, who else is left? Oh, turbo. Oh, uh, nom flashback. Timu edge, uh, gets cornered on the dock at the lake by Motherface, who, Oh, Oh, we missed the whole, Oh, base. Our, um, attic dance number. Oh yeah, because it wasn't important. Yeah, because Brent as sees like images of Brock in mirrors sometimes, and he pushes on the mirror with. But he has a conversation with Brock, and then Brock kind of convinces him to push part of the mirror, and the mirror opens, leads to a stairway up to the attic where he has a dance number with uh with uh Timu Edge, but then Timu Edge like has a psycho Billy freak out and collapses and dies. And then uh, that kind of traumatizes Brent and Brent's down, Brent's downstairs, but then Timo Edge shows up. He's very confused, but it turns out that Timo Edge made a robot clone of himself, but uh, it, it doesn't work quite right yet. And then he goes up to the attic and finds Timo Edge uh, broken down and asks him if he was dancing. And then... He comes back down, and then he decides to go to the lake to mourn the loss of his robot clone. And then Motherface puts a forehead body control unit in, onto the forehead of Timu Edge, and then uses a fucking like RC car um, controller to make him pull out his own tongue, and then makes a bunch of tongue uh, tongue kissing puns with him. Yeah, like you do. And then he dies. There, there is a pretty good bit with uh, Tibu, where he comes Tibu to the Edge. real. Yeah, where he comes to the realization that that's his twin brother finally. Yeah, because like Tibu Edge assumes that this is Brock, like somehow come back to life, or not. Brock didn't die at all. Yeah, like it, he gets it oh, at some point. He's just like, oh. Oh, wait, I get it now. I'm sorry. You can understand yeah. my confusion and how I could find this somewhat alarming when I was under the impression you were the reincarnated dead brother. <laughs> you can understand my confusion and why I might have been yeah. acting somewhat out of character. Yeah. Also, at some point, we get to see uh, Brent doing Tai Chi in front of a window naked, and we get to see his undercarriage hanging down. Oh, yeah, his... his uh. His boys are flopping. Yeah, which kind of balances out the 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 quick shot of boobs that we got at the uh, the uh, naked mile portion of the flashback at the very beginning when uh, Motherface electrocutes a bunch of people. 
And yeah. One guy, Johnny Galoshes, doesn't get electrocuted because he's wearing galoshes in the rain, and everyone else is running naked in the rain and gets electrocuted. But then he sees naked boobs on the ground, and he has to touch one, and that electrocutes him. Good. He deserved it. Yeah. Because yeah, that's was- fucked in a lot of different ways. Yeah, there was zero consent there. Also, the, that boob was dead. Also, yeah, corpse, like, um, <laughs> that's that's somehow even worse. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and so, but yeah, so uh, Team Edge gets got with a forehead radio control body movement controller. Yeah, so now we're down to what? We're down to Sizzler. Turbo. Turbo. And Cindy? Yep. Uh, and Brent. And Brent. And Brent. This whole time has been trying to figure out who killed his brother. He finds some stuff about the the mother and then the, the mother actually having twin daughters. So presumably the one daughter who died is being avenged by her twin sister. Yeah. For the record, it's super obvious immediately who this is. I mean, the the fucking like it's ob yeah, the, the, from the very beginning, the fucking therapist like obviously kills Brock. Yeah, it's super clear. Just just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, there is no no mystery as to who the killer is. Zero especially, ambiguity at who the killer is. Especially if you go to IMDb and just like, oh, Olivia Taylor Dudley is credited as Motherface. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody is aware. That this is a bit. Yeah. No, they, there is no, uh, yeah, there's no mystery as to who the killer is. Uh, so Sizzler gets, uh, got in the bathroom. It's unimportant. Much like all Sizzler's everything. Stuff, yeah. We learn that Turbo is ashamed of his. Harry dog dick? Okay, so Turbo hates puppies. He's baby dogs, actually, is what he says. And then Brent, to kind of get on Turbo's side, is like, oh, yeah, I hate puppies, too. Uh, but, yeah, but Turbo specifically calls them baby dogs. That's weird. But it turns out the reason he hates baby dogs is because he has a, a small hairy penis, much like baby dogs do. Yeah, and there's this, like, whole weird scene with him having a psycho Billy freak out about his little hairy dog dick. Yeah. It's and everyone's trying to convince them that it's okay, dude. There's nothing wrong with having a head, like a small hairy penis. And he's like, but I got a baby dog dick. It's, it's hairy like a baby dog. It's kind of funny, but not really, but sort of. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure if I should laugh at this. It's kind of funny, and maybe I want to laugh, but I don't know if I should. It's it's the over-the-top, like, art house fucking montage thing that happens that makes it funny. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's all, like, weird black-and-white footage of dogs and him, like, freaking out. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's kind of funny because this is fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, it's it's just fucking. The joke isn't funny. Crazy. The context that they're giving you the joke is funny. Yeah, yeah, it's this whole movie. I'm just like, I don't know if I should laugh at this or not. <laughs> like, am I a bad person if I laugh? 
And if I have to ask that, generally that takes me out of the moment, but this doesn't always take me out of the moment when I have to ask myself that. But he dies. That's the important thing. Yep, Turbo dies. I don't remember how. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, dogs. A bunch of dogs get let into the into the room, and then like he's distracted by their hairy dicks, and then he's killed. You know, for irony. Yeah. And so, and Cindy... Oh, yeah, so that leaves Cindy and Brent. And yeah. Cindy uh, tells Brent about how she is carrying the next uh, Delta Bi Theta male inside of herself. She has apparently conceived with the T.O. Double D. And then Motherface uses some kind of, like, fucking weird poker thing through the back that rips the fetus out of her body. The, well, and it's the, like a fetus. Like the she, fetus that formed in 17 minutes since, yes. <laughs> since that happened. Yep. <laughs> and so she's she's killed both the long-awaited Delta Bi Theta male and Cindy at the same time. And then starts to chase Brent out into the woods. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the bang bus. Yep. Uh, they get it. They they man. Uh, what fucking virgin cop falls asleep and uh, POC female cop woman woman of color cop just like apparently has fixed everything and he gets up. He's like, wow, something like the the something magically fixed the bus. <laughs> and she's kind of looking at him like you are a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, and somehow he gets abducted and tied to a Satan sacrifice it's thing? not a pentagram though it's a hexagram yeah it's weird which i was like that looks a lot like the star of david i don't understand <laughs> and presumably he's going to be sacrificed for being a virgin to fuel the the police chief's uh sacrifices to satan but then the the female cop decides to save virgin cop by by riding him yeah, so he's not and, a virgin and, anymore. And his Harry Potter-faced virginity spirit flies off into the nethers. Into Boy, the it's weird. Yeah, like it's got little Harry Potter glasses, and he's like, I'm finally free! And just flies off, and you're like, the what now? Yeah, why Why? Why <laughs> is it like What's a 16-year-old? Why is it 16-year-old you that's doing that? Why isn't it just you, you? That would make far <laughs> yeah. more sense. Why does it have Harry Potter glasses? Why is any of this happening? Like yep. the the ma- not making him a virgin. That okay, I follow that. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. The Even Harry Potter Force Ghost doesn't fucking make any sense. Yeah. How he managed to remain a virgin while banging all those children is a mystery to me. Who's banging them with knowledge? Oh, uh, okay, book banging. Yeah, book bangings don't count, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Only if they happen in the book bang buzz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hate my life sometimes. Um, for myself, at least. Uh, and so we have the final showdown between Brent and Motherface. And of course, uh, Brent has figured it all out. Yep. He knows exactly what's going on. And Motherface is really Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And they did hire the world's worst Ronald Reagan impersonator. 
Oh, God. He looks nothing like Reagan and sounded nothing like Reagan, but apparently he's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Did they just go to, like, a Greyhound bus terminal and find literally the first person who said, I will do this for $23? As far as I can tell, yes. Like, I I will on accident do a better Ronald Reagan impersonation. <laughs> Wait, this is a better I, Ronald Reagan impersonation actively. Yeah, right now I am impersonating Ronald Reagan better than this impersonator impersonates Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Like, I could do a bad George Bush Sr. impersonation. That is a better Ronald Reagan impersonation. <laughs> yes, Chris. Could you tear down this wall for us, please, Chris? <laughs> Beaver and um, bumhead. <laughs> But it turns out that that's not actually what happened. Um, it was just a bump to the head that he took when uh, Motherface uh, knocked his ass out. Yeah. And just when things are looking bleak. Who should show up but? Force ghost of his dead twin brother. Well, Nerdlinger 5000 shows up. Oh, yeah, up. Nerdlinger shows up. With his wheelchair, his... Wolf, his and wolf, his bear, bald eagle, and a bald eagle, which is the most realistic creature in the movie. He made it his bitch. He made it, all of them his bitch, and they are going. He is going to use them to attack M- Motherface to save his friend Brent from the killer. And then Motherface throws an axe and that buries itself in his forehead. And then the animals kind of shrug and fuck off because this guy's dead. This they is, drag him off. They drag his body off in the woods to eat. It is a good bit. Actually, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> that was one of the funnier parts of the movie because you're like, oh, 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 fuck, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> is that a bald eagle? Yeah, I made him my bitch. It's the most majestic of creatures. <laughs> I made him my bitch. <laughs> bitch. And then she just throws an axe into his forehead and he dies. It's pretty stupidly good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so Brent and uh and uh Motherface have their final confrontation. Somehow Brent wins. Oh no, yeah, Brent is uh is his force ghost brother shows up and convinces him that he needs to allow his bros into him. And uh, various bro ghosts of all the bros who have died uh, insert themselves into his anus. Oh, into him. I get it now. It was yeah. It was subtle in this movie, but now yeah. that you say it, I can see it. Yeah, well, he gets powered up and turns into bro Hulk. Yeah, and even the uh, Harry Potter ghost Yeah, the up. Harry Potter virginity ghost flies up his butt and somehow makes him more powerful. And he hulks he out. Turns- Turns into a totally different white guy. Yeah, not even the same hair. dude. Yeah, Brian, Brian, uh, Brent, Brock, Brian, whatever the fuck his name is, like, like has black hair, but Bro Hulk has blonde hair, and he's like less Timu edge, a little more just like night, like two thousand tens edge. Well, I mean, at that point, he's more like uh, Timu Luferigno, right? Yeah, T. Muferigno. 
And, uh, okay, I, I, I thought that it was pretty funny where the, uh, the way this all gets resolved was just the Hulk Smash. guy just beating the shit out of a mannequin for like two and a half minutes. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Yeah. He just like grounds and pounds it for like two minutes, just beats on this thing for a while. Yeah, just like Hulk smashes it on the ground, and like it's obviously Motherface is dead, but it just keeps going to town, and then like you know, like rears up to the sky, is like, ah! <laughs> and then the the movie ends, right? Yeah, well, there's the after credit scene with Andrew WK on the roof singing about yeah. how he's stuck on the roof. Yeah. Oh well, it's not all the way over. We need to resolve the plot. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So after uh, cops go back to the cop shop and Patton Oswalt's like, I thought that guy was supposed to be sacrificed and dead. And they both kind of shrug. Then he gets a phone call from Satan that causes him to explode into a bunch of blood. Mm -hmm. Like you do. And and it turns and then a woman of color uh, cop tells formerly virgin cop that she actually is a bag of oranges. And then we flash back to all the scenes where he was talking to a bag of oranges. He fucked that bag of oranges. He, well, it fucked him really. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, she's like, you gotta do it. You know, you gotta do it. And he, he looks upset about it, but he boops her on the nose, uh, which is how you turn a human into a back into a bag of oranges. If the bag of oranges is impersonated human, I don't know if we stated that earlier, but that's what Patton Oswalt told the guy to do to all the dude bros. And uh, then oranges start falling from the sky in the county that they're in, and the vitamin C crisis is solved, but his his girlfriend is gone, and he lies in a with a bunch, on the floor crying with a bunch of oranges strewn around He's making him. orange juice and crying. Oh, yeah. I do like the part where the other cops are like, he's talking to that fucking bag of oranges again. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. He just has orange blindness. And that's this. Yes. Bean. Thanks. Yep. So what did you think of this movie, Chris? You know, it's not great. It has its moments. It's a it's a roller coaster, not because of like any tension or anything, but it's like you go from like ah fuck this movie to like okay no actually that's that's kind of funny maybe maybe they're gonna pick it up again nope 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 you lost me again okay all right begrudgingly that's kind of funny nope nope not into it like legit some of the stuff is funny yeah. The the effects work is pretty good. Like they do do a pretty good job of hitting that like eighties slasher feel whenever somebody's getting got. You said doo doo, Chris. Doo doo. Yeah, you did say doo doo. Just to point that out. I feel like it's appropriate for this this uh, episode. It's fair. Uh, they could have cut the whole subplot with bang buses and oranges and Pat Oswald and all that bullshit. I feel like they got Patton Oswald on board, but he, the schedules didn't line up. 
and he did all of his scenes in like an afternoon. So they had to figure out some way they could inject Patton Oswald into this mess. Or else Patton Oswald's like, here, dude, guys, just, I have this idea. Just, we'll just, we'll just improv this scene. Let me do my thing. It'll be great. It won't be spider robot Chewbacca head. Great. But it will be bag of people, bags of oranges pretend to be people. Great. And some like legit, some of the stuff is funny. Like not all of it. And like, that's the thing, I guess it's, it's a comedy a la, you know, like, uh, Shaun of the Dead or whatever. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a dark comedy, and the thing with comedy is it's super subjective. So maybe you'll watch this, and the shit will be a laugh riot for you from beginning to end. Me, I, like, 50-50 at best, whether or not the joke lands. And that's being generous, I'd say. Like, some of the stuff is legit funny. Like, the the scene at the beginning with him on the skateboard and the guy in the wheelchair where they cut back and forth, like, five or six times. And the guy <laughs> is just like, no, really, you could just not hit me. And you could just stop. Just all you got to do is not hit me. And then he hits yeah. him anyway. That's funny. And the wheelchair going up in the air. It's yeah, funny, it's, like- it's funny. There's some funny shit that happens in this. I mean... Judging it on the Slaughterhouse Princess curve, fuck it. Watch it. Why not? Like, it's not life-changing. But throw it on. You having, you had a, a good Saturday, which led into a rough Sunday morning? Throw this shit on while you're making some eggs and bacon and regretting your life decisions. Horse Lanta. Yeah. It's just engaging enough that you'll kind of pay attention And every so often, you'll be rewarded with a joke that isn't complete fucking trash nonsense about dog dicks. (laughs) And also, it's on Tubi, so it's not like you're out anything but time. God bless you, Tubi. You're doing the Lord's work. Indeed. What do you think, Troy? I, wow, am I of two minds of this movie. Uh, As you stated, it's... Like... I like the satire of like, oh, hey, you know, like a bunch of dudes partying and like getting drunk with each other. And, you know, we'll we'll play shirts versus skins volleyball or whatever. Like, it's homoerotic. Like that satire is kind of I appreciate. But like also like I felt like they're like, hey, hey, this is gay. Isn't that funny? Kind of vibe, too. So like you kind of like it's kind of like you poison the water a little bit. With the satire onset of the satire, it's I don't really don't know how to feel about this movie. It is really weird for me to have seen Olivia Taylor Dudley in this and Chillerama, um, but also in The Magicians. Like, I know she has a wild filmography as far as I'm concerned. Maybe she just really likes trashy horror movies and like more power to her if she does. Um, I wish she would do more in that case. I guess she was in the Chernobyl Diaries, but I haven't seen that for like a hot minute. Um, it's on Max though, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, just random, random knowledge I throw out at you as I think about what I want to say about this movie. I don't know. It's this might be a good party movie as long as no one at your party is like super sensitive to, um. 
I don't even know what like sexuality uh, jokes. I guess. Um, I mean, I I guarantee you, I know some gay dudes to be like, yeah, that's fucking funny. They're like, oh, that's gay. Uh, you know, like it depends. You're definitely depends on the the audience. This could be a good party movie if you know the right people. It doesn't ever uh, feel like it's punching down, though. Not so much, no. It's more like, like, hey, like we're these dudes are at the party house and no girls allowed because it's the fraternity party house and we're all frat bros, so we're all gonna have a party together and you know, like, who needs clothes when it's so hot outside? And I mean, yeah, it's I, I want to like it. I feel kind of bad for wanting to like it, so I. I don't know how to feel about it, but eh, maybe watch it. I'm going to go to a maybe watch it. So a very weak recommendation from me is where I'm going with this, Chris. Uh, but so uh, speaking of recommendations, Chris, what are we watching next week? We are watching Midsummer, I think. Or Short Bus. Yeah, it depends uh, on how uncomfortable I feel like being. It depends. It depends if Horse Lanta arrives or not. Um, if Horse Lanta is here, we will watch Short Bus as suggested to us by friend of the podcast Anna. Uh, if it is, if Horse Lanta is not going to be here, we'll watch Midsummer as probably suggested by me. If not me, Mister Green. If somebody remember. who the hell knows. I, I well, I will know in a second. But yeah, so. It, a little bit of a mystery. Watch both. Um, oh yeah, I suggested Midsummer. Good. Um, watch both. That way you're covered. Yeah. So what if other people want to suggest a movie that we might watch, or watch a different movie, or another movie, or whatever we do? Yeah. Yeah. So if they want to watch, if they want to suggest a genre movie to us of any kind, other than like just you know mainstream holiday ho- Hollywood fare. Uh, you could reach out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and then go to the uh, pound sign movie request channel and request a movie there like Mr. Green did just the other day with 1408. But given the number of requests that we have, it might be a while before we get to that one. Mr. Green, I'm sorry. Um, otherwise, you could uh, X at us. Where we're nah, uh, all, slaughter. Nah, you could, but I mean, nobody's paying attention. Yeah, who would? I don't even you know. Or, you, you go to r slash shp podcast and reach out to us on Reddit that way. Um, I believe the bot is still posting all of our episodes there, even though no one talks about them there. It probably the robot lives forever. So yeah, bot robots for life. Uh, and, or if you want to uh, support us financially, you go to patreon.slarchprincess.com or store.slarchprincess.com and like either uh, subscribe to our Patreon or you know buy merch, respectively. Yeah, if you don't see what you want, tell us. I'll probably do it yeah. if I remember. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to listen to us because you're listening to us, so you obviously know how to do that already. Yeah. So come back next time for whatever the hell we do. And while the podcast think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Goodbye.
Home Alone is a horror movie, so uh, 